The suspect accused of plowing through a Rinkin parade is denied bond for a second time. Elected officials react to a court overturning Georgia's abortion ban, and Chatham County voters will have an extra day to cast their ballots in the U.S. Senate runoff. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. The suspect charged with deliberately driving through Rankin's Let Freedom Ring parade in June has been denied bond by an Effingham County judge for a second time. Judge Michael Mildrew made that ruling on Tuesday, November 15th. 38-year-old Anthony Rodriguez, who identifies as a woman, faces more than a dozen charges. WTOC's Flynn Snyder was in the courtroom and has the details of the hearing. Well, Anthony Rodriguez remains in jail tonight after an Effingham County judge denied a request from attorneys to reconsider bond. WTOC was the only news outlet there as Rodriguez made an appearance in Effingham County Superior Court. She is charged with 13 counts, including aggravated assault and harming a police dog. We picked up the eight page indictment today, which says Rodriguez drove through parade barricades and refused to stop when a police vehicle chased her. The indictment also lists out seven charges of aggravated assault, saying Rodriguez drove towards people, including what might have been a whole family. Cameras weren't allowed inside, so I'm going to recap some of the key points I heard. Judge Michael Moore Drew denied bond once again today, saying the court still believes Rodriguez to be a risk to the community. The judge said that Rodriguez faces severe prison time if convicted. I sat next to Rodriguez's parents, who appeared overwhelmed at times. This is video of them speaking with Rodriguez's attorney outside of the Effingham County Judicial Complex. I tried to speak with them after the hearing, but they did not want to do an interview. Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez, anything you'd like to say about today's proceedings? Nah. Any comment? None at all. Is Tony guilty? Only that jury can tell. No. <laughs> now, for her part, Rodriguez did not say much in the courtroom. Her lawyers say they wanted bond reconsidered because Rodriguez has been held in isolation because it's not safe for her to be held with male inmates. They claim she's been diagnosed with an adjustment disorder and anxiety, but has tried to seek help and the isolation was worsening her mental health. They also said Rodriguez was undergoing changes to her hormone levels at the time of the incident. Her lawyer said Rodriguez never intended to hurt anyone and that this was a mistake made in the heat of the moment. Prosecutors maintained this was a deliberate act and the judge ultimately denied the bond reconsideration request. Now, the judge did say the court may reconsider bond for Rodriguez if an inpatient mental health facility is found for her. The trial is expected to start in January. A Fulton County judge overturned Georgia's 2019 ban on abortions around six weeks into a pregnancy on Tuesday, November 15th, ruling it violated the U.S. Constitution and U.S. Supreme Court precedent when it was enacted three years ago and was therefore void. Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney's ruling took effect immediately statewide, though the state attorney general's office said it filed an appeal. The ban had been in effect since July. The law prohibited most abortions once a, quote, detectable human heartbeat was present. Cardiac activity can be detected by ultrasound in cells within an embryo that will eventually become the heart around six weeks into a pregnancy. That means most abortions in Georgia were effectively banned at a point before many people knew they were pregnant. WTOC's Camille Syed spoke with several state lawmakers about the judge's decision. Here's her report. 
As you said, I spoke to local state representatives on both sides of the aisle. As you can imagine, some Democrats are relieved by the overturning of the abortion ban. Republicans aren't happy on the other hand. Republican Representative Bill Hitchens says he doesn't think they'll be writing up a new abortion ban law with similar wording anytime soon. I think we all want to know, have some concept of where we stand or where the law is going to stand before we uh, before we try and start rewriting laws. The Attorney's General Office is planning to appeal the overturning of the law that makes it illegal to have an abortion after a fetal heartbeat is detected. But the appeal has to be heard by a state Supreme Court, and there's no timeline on how long that could take. Lawmaker Bill Hitchens, representing the city of Rinkin in the House, voted for the heartbeat bill, or HB 481, in 2019. He says he has a law enforcement background and doesn't think getting an abortion should be legal. Anytime we had a, uh, a pregnant woman who was who lost her life as a result of somebody's fault, whether it be murder, voluntary manslaughter, it's murder in one case and uh, or homicide, and then it's, uh, it's legal in another. It, it doesn't make sense to me. State Representative Edna Jackson representing Savannah was not in office during the vote in 2019, but would vote if there is another law similar to the heartbeat bill written up. She says she's happy to hear about the overturning of the bill, but the fight for women's rights continues. It doesn't end because it will surface again, but we have to continue not only the journey, the fight, because nobody has a right to decide what is going to happen to our bodies. So only thing I can say is be encouraged and continue to do what we have been doing all year long. If lawmakers were to draft up a similar bill banning abortions after a heartbeat is detected, political science experts say the House would need 91 majority votes and the Senate would need 29 to pass it. When the heartbeat bill or HB 481 passed in 2019, it was by a very narrow majority. Buford police are investigating how a two-year-old was found dead at the bottom of the hotel pool on Saturday, November 12th. WTOC's Mike Sela has the latest information. Buford police are investigating after a two-year-old died at a hotel. We have learned that the death was an accidental drowning. It all started when Buford police officers responded to the Country Inn and Suites on Boundary Street Saturday afternoon for a report of a five-year-old walking around alone. They later found her two-year-old brother at the bottom of the hotel pool. Officers tried CPR but were unsuccessful. The child's mother was found in a hotel room. The five-year-old and a nine-month-old infant were taken in by the Department of Social Services. No charges have been filed, but the case is under investigation. Voters in Chatham County will have an extra day to get to the polls for the U.S. Senate runoff between Herschel Walker and incumbent Raphael Warnock. Shea Schrader explains why. Counties are required to hold early voting for these runoff races starting Monday, November 28th and ending Friday, December 2nd. They also have the option to hold early voting hours on Sunday, November 27th, which Chatham County will be doing. State officials have decided, however, that holding early voting on Saturday, November 26th will not be allowed in that Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I think that we have a very you know, uh, wide array of options. Um, but if, if, if a voter thinks that, that their options have been limited, I could see where they're coming from. Raphael Warnock's campaign filed a lawsuit this week against the state of Georgia to allow early voting on Saturday. 
As it stands right now, early voting in Chatham County will run for six days. The bigger worry, however, both election officials and voters' rights activists say, is absentee voting. The deadline to apply for an absentee ballot is November 28. Election officials have to receive that ballot by mail or drop off by 7 p.m. on December 6. But depending on when you mail your ballot, it might not get there in time. But if you have kids home from college, have them vote on that Sunday home for Thanksgiving. Have them vote on that Sunday before you put them on the plane to go home. Go after church and vote on Sunday uh, because absentee ballots are really a problem for this short time frame. Which is why election officials are encouraging voters to make a plan to get to the polls in person if possible. Alan Maynard with the New Georgia Project is a driver with the Rides to the Polls program, and he says they'll be ready to pick people up any day the polls are open. We're here for everyone, the least, the lost, and the left out. So we're trying to reach those who, who, who are in the community that can't make their way to the polls. So we're here for early voting. On the 27th, we're, we're here. Uh, on, on December the 6th, we're there. And they'll be there, Maynard says, if Saturday voting ends up being allowed. McRae says that Chatham County election officials are ready for that as well. We have, you know, the equipment lined up. We have the personnel lined up to hit the ground running. If we do find out between now and the 25th that we are permitted to do it on Saturday. So we will uh, be able to move forward if there is a ruling in favor of the Warnock campaign allowing Saturday voting. We have all the information on early voting, including locations and times in the election center of WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.